All right. So we are continuing our talk about mental health this week. Um, Last week, we talked about what mental health looks like as an entrepreneur. We discussed our individual stories on um, the struggles and the triumphs we've had with mental health and uh, specifically why we're afraid to say no. Um, We talked about lost opportunities to age to boundaries and all the things in between. And this week, we really want to focus on the steps that you can take to sustain yourself and keep healthy while running a business. We think it's really important to carry out these things because we've seen success in our own businesses by applying these steps. And we think that it could be helpful for you as well. So without further ado, Claire is going to kick it off by talking about boundaries. This is something that she just is so passionate about. And I'm so excited for her to talk about this with you. We've talked about it multiple times in this podcast, but she's really good at talking about it and articulating just how important boundaries are. And it's really changed my business and the way that I view boundaries and the way that I view, you know, working all the time and all those things. So Claire, take it away. Hey there, you're listening to the Let's Talk Details podcast with Bree Cooper and Claire Roach, two entrepreneurs with widely different backgrounds, but one common purpose, to embolden and educate you to take your wedding business to the next level, all while having fun and reminding you of the truth we often forget, that you can do it and you are a rock star. Each week, we'll show up to provide you with effective online marketing strategies for small businesses in the wedding industry, practical wedding planning tips and tricks for the modern bride with two BFFs that you didn't know you needed. It's the Let's Talk Details podcast, and we're so dang glad you're here. You're giving me too much credit. Too much credit. I do love boundaries. I just was recently read a book and the author put in one of the chapters, it said, I love rules. And I was like, that's me. (laughs) I love rules. Anyways, I just want to preface before we jump into all of these that none of these are like a one-stop shop or not like a quick fix. It's with mental health as a journey. We've used that word before. And so I encourage you to like, again, like we said last week, like assess which of the things that we talked about, maybe why you're afraid to say no, those those elements that Bree just kind of went over. If you haven't listened to the episode, it's worth a listen. And you can go back to last week's episode and listen. But... You know, these are also things you might you want to take time and there might be seasons of your life when one or two of them really works and another season where the other two work or whatever the case is. And so first thing we're talking about is boundaries. I think the reason that I like boundaries so much is because um, I'm bad at them. So I'm like, as I'm saying to somebody else, set boundaries. It's also like talking back to myself. It's like reminding myself, like, you need to set boundaries. It's really valuable to do that. And so boundaries might not be the one and only thing you do, right, to keep your mental health more on track. But I know that for me and in conversations that I've had with other entrepreneurs, especially in the wedding industry, and I just think across the board, having boundaries and having clear set times when you are working or when you're not working or Whatever the case is, it really helps allow you to be more effective in what, for one. And it also allows you to like have a little bit more space in your head. The reason why I say it allows you to be more effective is because you're given, you probably have experiences, right? Like you were in school, maybe you were in school 10 years ago, maybe in school 20 years ago, maybe you were in school just last year, right? And you're given a project for the end of the semester, okay? And you didn't do it until the night before it's due, right? Because you had all this time. But if you're given clear parameters of like it's due a week from now, right, you are more 
likely to use your time efficiently. And so I, it's not quite an exact parallel, but I, it's similar in that when you set boundaries, you set clear times, maybe you're somebody who would really benefit from batch working. So batch working is essentially saying, instead of working on 10 tasks on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, you're going to work on three ha- heavily focused tasks on Monday, and then two on Tuesday, and so on and so forth. So every day you're doing less distracted work, more focused work, right? So that's another way you can structure your your workday. But with boundaries, it's so, I think it's so vital, especially as an entrepreneur, if you are the business owner, because in a lot of ways, you might intertwine how you're doing or how your life is going with how your work is going. And it's really important to segregate those things, to realize that your life is more than just your business. You might love your business so much. I love my business a lot, but my life is more than my business. It's, you know, saying like, I, you might say, instead of saying, I am a business owner, I am a person who owns a business, right? I would more so rely on the second way of saying it because I am a person first who owns a business second, right? There's a lot more to me than just my business. And so I think boundaries are an effective way to really continually remind yourself of that. And also, like I was saying, the effectiveness and the efficiency of your workday is going to be, I think it elevates it. I know that there's research behind that. So I say it's it's definitely worth looking into. But what I practically do for my boundaries, this is kind of how I go about it. So I'm just going to share it and encourage you to evaluate what works for you. What works for me might not work for you, right? So in a perfect world, I would work during event season when we have events on the weekends, I would work five days a week, Monday to Saturday, because it's pretty likely that if we have an event, it's Friday or Saturday. Sometimes we have Sunday events. And so then I would adjust my schedule. But Sorry, did I say Tuesday? Sorry, I meant Tuesday to Saturday. I'm not sure what Monday. I said. I forgot already. But I was oh, like, only one girl. Monday, girl. Tuesday. <laughs> no, I, this is the opposite of what I'm talking about. Tuesday to Saturday. And I would set times 10 to 7, right? So I get in the office at 10 and I leave at 7. The reason why I would get into the office at 7 or 10 is because I know that all of my couples have like nine to five jobs. So if I have an eight to five schedule, what are the chances that they're going to be able to take time in the middle of their day to have a meeting with me? Pretty low, right? So I want to be sure that I'm creating an environment, creating a relationship that really is conducive to their lifestyle as well. So that's how I've worked. I will be the first to admit that I'm not perfect at this, especially in wedding industry these days. It's fluctuating every day. Some days, some weeks, I work four days a week. And some weeks I work six days a week. And for me, my non-negotiable is one full day off. And I mean like no Instagram, no text messages, nothing. And you might experience this sometimes when you slow down from work, if it's a full season or whatever, it's like you're at capacity. It's going to take a while for like you to chill, right? And so maybe on your day off, this is what I do. If I'm thinking of something like I'm thinking, oh, Mackenzie and John, I forgot to tell them about blank. I need to tell them, right? Most of the time, it's not urgent. Most of the time, it's not like, if I don't tell them right now, we're going to, we're never, it's it's not going to happen. It's going to ruin their wedding. Because that's really how I filter it. If it's like a do or die, I'll totally text them really quickly because that's just part of my job. But 99.9% of the time, that's not the case. And so I will make a note in my phone because I need to get it out of my head and onto paper so that I can Stop the, Stop fearing that I'm going to forget what I need to do and instead put it on paper, metaphorical paper, and then get back to it when I get to work. I've mentioned this before, but something that I do that for me is super helpful because I highly value communication. Again, I'm not perfect this. I'm not a perfect wedding planner. I'm not perfect with boundaries. But something that's been effective for me is 
messaging all of my active clients, basically the people that I'm presently working with, whether it's for month of coordination or it's full for, for full planning, send them a quick text that says, hey, I'm heading out of the office for this weekend. You know, if I'm really, I try to do this. It doesn't always happen. But if I've most recently worked on something for their wedding, I will tell them like, hey, I just finished up working on this. When I get back on Monday, I'm going to resume working on these things or whatever. Give them some things you've done and then tell them what you're going to do so that they know like, hey, she's still on top of it. And then I'll say, I'm taking the weekend off. I am more than happy to receive texts or emails from you. I just won't be responding until Monday or Tuesday or whenever I get back in the office, right? So I highly encourage that. And I've talked about this before, but I just want to remind you that people most often respect your boundaries. You, nobody's going to set boundaries for you. You are literally the only one in the same way that if you don't believe in your business, nobody's going to believe in it because that's just how it is. So you got to set clear boundaries. And we talked about it in the last episode. We live in a culture that glorifies busyness. Number of hours worked, number of people reached, number of followers, number, the higher the number, the better, right? But I mean, this is moderately unrelated, but like you look at the people that like are the most are the biggest celebrities. So people that in the, in, in actuality have the most people that are watching them, the most people that are listening to them, you know, they're big leaders. Look at the stats of mental health for them, right? Like look at where they're at. And so boundaries are something that are so beautiful and so good and allow you to enjoy life beyond your business, right? You are a person who owns a business. You are not exclusively a business owner. And so I really do think creating boundaries, maintaining boundaries, fighting for your boundaries, even when it's hard, is one really great way to really work with your mental health to make it a more positive experience. One last thing I want to say is that having boundaries does not diminish the quality of your work. Again, we've talked about how like, I believe that you become a more effective business owner when you do have boundaries, but it's not to say you should set boundaries as an excuse to not do work. Set realistic boundaries, do your work, do your work well. And, and just move forward with that. So I'm just saying, don't let it be an excuse to do your work poorly. Take the time you need, do what you need to do, figure out what works for you, but make sure you're setting times that you're not working. I'm not working after five. I'm not working after six or whatever the case is. So yeah. Anyways, I love that because, um, I actually, I don't know if anyone's seen the season of Queer Eye, but, um, Jonathan Vaness, he's like the hair guy. I mean, if you don't know who JVN is, I'm like, please. But he was talking to a business owner and he was like, you, you need to advocate for yourself because no one else is going to advocate for you. Like you have a right to earn a living. You have a right to make money and you have a right to set boundaries. And I was like, yes, <laughs> yes, I do. And yeah, it's just important to remember for sure. But we're going to talk about the next thing, the next step that I think has been so important in helping my business. And that is to have an outlet. My outlet is therapy. Like that has been such a great outlet for me. We're going to talk about seeking professional help. And this can apply to anybody, right? Like you could, an outlet could be therapy a therapist, but it also could be friends. It could be coworkers. It could be, I don't know, your mom, your dad, your, you know, your spouse, anybody. And um, I think a really good outlet for me has been my sister. Whenever I'm like stressed about things, I call her whenever I'm doubting myself. She's like my biggest cheerleader. So like, she'll just be like, nope, you got this. Like, let's go. And then my other sister, 
I remember when I was starting my business, she had me like stand up and I, cause I was like, Oh my gosh, I can't do it. Like I'm too young. Can't do it. And she was like, stand up and put yourself in a power pose and like, tell yourself that you can do this. And it was, it was so important for me to have those people in my life that were going to encourage me along the way. And that's a great thing that an outlet can do for you. But another really important aspect of an outlet is to have someone keep you accountable for things. And specifically keep you accountable for the things that are important to you. One of my biggest pet peeves is <laughs> you'll find this out sooner about me, but I always, people say that I'm judgmental. And the reason why they say that is because um, when someone tells me that they want to do something, it's what they want for their life. And then I see them not doing that. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> like you told me this is what you wanted to do. And this is the complete opposite of that. So like, what are you doing? And I know that can come across as judgmental because you know, I'm judge- I am judging them <laughs> based on what they told me. and But I do think it's important to have those people in your life that are going to keep you accountable for your dreams and keep you accountable for what you really want for your business because mm-hmm. those people are going to motivate you and, and, and are going to remind you. And, and I always, in the branding process, we've talked about this, I always tell my clients to come up with brand pillars. And those brand pillars are like the six foundations of your company. Um, they're what motivates you, they're what inspires you, that they're what makes you want to get up and, you know, do your job every day. And I always am such a big advocate for, for keeping my clients accountable on those, on those pillars, right? If like we're going another way, I'm like, that's not what we said we wanted to do. If we want to reevaluate your brand pillars, that's completely fine. I know things change based on circumstances like COVID, but this is what you want to do. Do you still want to do this? Yes. Okay. Then we're not doing that. We're doing this, <laughs> you know? And so I think it's a really mm-hmm. important, actually what I found in this experience is like my clients keep me more accountable than anybody. Like my clients keep me so yeah, accountable on things. Is that good or bad? I, well, don't know. I think, I think it's more because I don't want to like disappoint them. Like I want to follow through for them and I want to mm-hmm. be there for them. And, and I just, I just want, yeah, I just want to be there for, for their business and to help them grow. And, and so when I say I'm going to do something, like I'm going to do it. And, um, you know, when I say I'm taking the day yeah. off, I'm going to do that. When I say I'm going to hire help, I'm going to do it, you know? And so, <laughs> yeah, 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 you are. And, and it's been just awesome to have those people in my life that are going to, you know, keep me accountable, but also yeah. like really understand where I'm coming from because I, I truly don't think that totally. anybody will truly understand the position that an entrepreneur is in until you're in it specifically when you're yeah. when you're helping like such totally. special occasions like weddings or you're helping someone's like mm-hmm. business it's like their baby you know like it's like it's such high yeah. stakes and so you know having those two aspects people are going to keep you accountable people who are going to point in the right direction and be your cheerleader is just just so important mm-hmm. yeah and I think you have the right to be selective with mm-hmm. who your people are right like I think it is so valuable to be it be very careful with like who are you allowing into those spaces who are you trusting with this information like if you are going to allow somebody to speak into the direction of your life if you're going to allow them to give you advice of any sort you know like it's okay to only have a few people that are on that list and to be really thoughtful with who they are like i there's multiple people in my life that like that are that for me. And I don't know if it's a personality thing. I think it's the privilege of the fact that I've never moved. Like I moved for college and stuff, but I've stayed in the same town my whole life. But I have these really long-term friendships, like decade and I'm 23. So it's like, if I've had a friend for a decade or more, it's like a long time, right? It's half my life pretty much. And those are my people. Like they have seen me good, bad, ugly. They've seen me in really insecure. They've seen me walking through an eating disorder. They've seen me like in my 
best and worst moments, right? So those are my people. But when I think about specifically my business, and I'm talking about if we're talking about anxiety as a business owner, who are my people that I'm going to go to? Who are the people I'm going to? And so I think of like, my cousin is a huge person for me for that. Like she is not a business owner, but she's wise and listens really well. And, you know, I will come to her and, you know, before I had language to really talk about it. And I, I still do this sometimes, but I have stress dreams and I would joke about them. I would say like, oh, I had another stress dream. Like you will not believe what happened in my dream. Right. And the stress dream is as a result of the fact that I'm under a lot of stress and my, it's inhibiting my literal sleep. And she always, it, 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 would annoy me to a point because she would be like, what are you going to delegate? Like she would not, she would like engage a little bit with me about like, oh, haha, stress dream. But then would be like, what are you going to do about it? Because a stress dream is not stemmed out of nothing. It's stemmed out of stress. And she and I spend enough time together that she's able to watch like when it affects me. And I'm very honest with her. And so she keeps me on gown and pull and I know that I can like, you know, trust her with that. And I think the same thing was like, Brie, you and I, like we both are entrepreneurs. We both have been honest with each other about like, hey, I'm feeling super anxious or hey, I'm like really overwhelmed right now. And neither of us really let the other get away with like, I'm just going to sit in this. It's like, no, no, no. What are you literally going to do about it? Like you feel stressed? Are you, who are you hiring? Who are you, what are you dishing off your plate? What do you have to not do? Like there's parts of your business, parts of my business that we have to do. Like I am the only person that can do it, but there's a lot of parts of my business that I don't have to be the only one that does it. I don't have to be the only one that posts on Instagram. I don't have to be the only one that creates timelines. I don't have to be the only one, all these things that eat away at my time. And so I think that also helps because obviously you and I work really closely together. I feel like we know each other's businesses really well. We know each other really well. And so we're able to like honestly speak into it because if I come to you and I say, hey, I'm super anxious, let's reschedule. Yeah. You get it, right? But I also know that I can trust you because I'm like, hey, she actually knows the state of my business. She's watched my business grow. She's done my branding, like all of these things. And I just think... I think it's really important to have those people that get it like that really get you or get your business. And so Brie doesn't run a wedding planning business, but she knows enough about my business and knows enough about entrepreneurship that she's invited in that space when I'm thinking about what I need to change or how I'm feeling about my business. So it's so valuable to have an outlet. And I, like Brie said, like we're going to talk more about professional help, but this more so is in relation to family, friends, who are the people that you can text? You can maybe text your therapist, but you know, you want to develop a good relationship with your therapist, but the hope is that you're not in therapy forever. You're in ho- therapy for a season or for a longer season or a shorter season, whatever it looks like. So how can you develop those relationships with people that are going to be in your life long-term? A spouse, a sister, like a dear friend, like have more than just one outlet, right? So yes, that's yeah. what I would say about that. And that kind of leads into the next thing that we wanted to talk about, um, a way to help keep yourself healthy or uh, something you can incorporate is, to have a mentor. And I think Brie, you both, you and I both have had great experiences with mentors um, in terms of business, but I, I think you're, I think it'd be great to hear your side of things and kind of what that's looked like for you. I was a member of the wing, uh, which is a space for female entrepreneurs. It's a collaborative workspace. It's not around anymore, obviously, because um, of the season we're in right now. Yeah. COVID COVID. people, COVID who, okay. I'm just going to say, who knows when these episodes are going to air? So if they air after oh COVID is over, which that feels impossible. The Lord's right? work. <laughs> that feels like an eternity away. The Lord can do it, you guys. The, if you, if we, we all collectively it. pray, I think yeah. we all are collectively praying. Even those of us 
or those of you, I personally am a Christ follower, but yeah. uh, and Bree is too. But even if those people that are not affiliated with Just religion, like, I feel like everybody's praying. They're like, if prayers, somebody's out there. Anything you got, send them, <laughs> send them COVID's way. Anything. Literally anything. The incense, burn the essential sage, oils. Like, just sage do the entire anything world. that yes. you can do. Yes. Everybody, all in unison. <laughs> I love that so much. Um, wait, so I was yeah. a part of The Wing, which was really great. They actually set you up with a mentor. Yeah, they. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I they should. Yeah, with the a mentor, and they had you meet for like office hours. Um, you can schedule with your mentor when you first joined the wing, and you sign up to a mentor if you're there, and and all the things. And I, I had a couple people I was mentoring, and it was so lovely. I actually um got mentored by this gal. I don't want to name her by name because she owns a, a big company in the Midwest, but she was so awesome, and she is who I would love to be or or look like or my business model to look like when I am at that spot in my in my business and she just has been really really great for me um to bounce ideas off of and also like from a psychology perspective like it's so easy to compare and we've talked about this it's so easy to compare like your start to somebody else's like middle or their end or whatever that looks like and and I think that she's really given me some clarity of like oh my gosh you're like 25 (laughs) And like, you got this. It's actually funny, completely side topic, but like my dad has the best like dad quotes. And I remember when I was starting my business, I said, dad, what if this ruins my career? Like, I'm so nervous. It's going to ruin my career. And he looked at me and he goes, you're 24. You don't have a career. (laughs) Like, cause I'm so young. Yes. We need people in our lives like that. Because when you live in your own yeah. little self-employed bubble, you are like, I need to right. be where that 36-year-old right. is. And somebody's yeah. like, sister, she has right. 13 right. years on you. 13 years is almost 13 years life. ago, I was, so, what, 12? <laughs> 13 yeah, years so ago, I was 10. We good. I, what? Like, yeah. it's like, seriously, you need people in your life that are like, yeah, girl, go for it. Take, you know, don't take no for an answer push those boundaries like but also some clarity like you're in, you're in your 20s, 20s you're fine like, just like yeah yeah like have some and i think fun, that's what a mentor maybe. really does and and we even talked about this in the last episode like i'm a firm believer that if you are the smartest per- person in the room then you're in the wrong room <laughs> you know and, and i think that's a really common you know it's a common phrase people say but it's just really it's really true right like you should always be wanting to learn you should always be wanting to you know learn more about people's businesses and and how they did something that was successful that maybe you can apply some facet to your business and and all those things <laughs> Claire's smelling essential oils right now. <laughs> it's true. They're sitting right next to me. And the one I just smelled, I'm not going to name it because I don't want to start a controversy, but it smells not good. I don't like the smell of this one. <laughs> so welcome. This is what happens. I'm just sitting by all my essential oils and I'm a new essential oiler. So don't even ask me any questions. I will send you to people who know more than I do. I'm just in it because yeah. anything helps. Right. But yeah. So anyway. Anyways, that one didn't smell good, but Bree's talking about important things like mentors <laughs> and how that helps your mental yes. sanity. And yeah, and just I think perspective is the biggest thing that mentors give you is some perspective and and also they I think in my experience they've really encouraged me to do the thing I really want to do. Like no, you know, like just do it. What would you say if if what would you do if no wasn't an option, right? Like just keep just do it. Just do what you want to do. It's like the shadow above. Like just do it. Like just do it and so yes. it's been really really great and they've all I mean, i've had two mentors in my career and they've both really helped me get a grasp on reality and get a grasp on what i really want for my life and um i think the biggest advice that i've gotten is it's okay to change 
<laughs> it's okay to change your your career. It's okay to change your mindset. It's okay to change your goals and your dreams because you're changing, right? Like you're not going to stay the same. I'm not the same person I was when I was 12. I'm not the same person I was when I was 16, right? And so, yeah, anyway, mentors are super good. I would love to hear about your experience with mentor. Yeah, yeah totally. In my life in general, I've had a lot of mentors, but well, Yes, I I also know that that is a privilege. I think it comes with like being in a really unique community that really Im- encourages the importance of mentors and just having mentors stick around. Like people in my life, I've spoken into my life for over a decade at this point. And so that's a privilege and I acknowledge that. And I know that that's not always available. Like anywho, but in terms of business, um, I really had one primary mentor and we... She it, like championed me to no end. I mean, like when I first was considering this and when I say considering, it is like a very like light, light consideration. I was like, mm, nope, I had a totally different career path. Like I was not seriously considering it. And but I just knew that like something was special about wedding planning. I knew that I had, it was something in me and I had the natural skill set. I also really enjoyed it. Like I just knew that there was something unique about this and I just needed like verbally process it with somebody because that's just who I am as a human being. And, and so I just reached out to her and she was so receptive and so kind and like got back to me right away. And at that point she, she still does. She has a business that steps ahead of me for sure. And so I was so honored by her time and her her energy. And, um, when we got on the phone, she and I talked and I don't even know how long it was for, but I think it was a long time. And she like pretty much on the spot hired me and was like, well, no, she really did hire me on the spot and said, I want you to assist for me. I want you to be planning weddings alongside me. And at that point I was like, I don't really want to plan weddings alone because I don't know what I'm doing. And so, but she was like, I'm with you. I'm for you. And Part of her like agreement with me was like, you can work for me, but I want you to start your own business. And I, which is so contrary to what you might feel, expect, or hear in the wedding industry, especially in the wedding planner. I don't know what it is. And if somebody's a wedding planner and can explain this to me, let me know. But there is like this, it's it's counterintuitive, it feels, in the wedding planner industry to be com- like friends, right? Like you can be friends with all the photographers, you can be friends with all the florists, but not with wedding planners. And I, I don't know why other than the fact that there's some, we feel threatened by each other or something. And I just am not about that. And so my first experience with a wedding planner, oh, well, this would be my second, I guess, because I'd worked with somebody else briefly before that, but was so positive. She was like, you do you, I do me. And she felt like such a beautiful example of like the abundance mindset. Like in no way did she feel threatened by me as far as I'm aware, right? She didn't clearly because if she was telling me, but in the same way, even if she had, I think she would have encouraged me to do the same because she's aware of the fact that she has different clientele than I would have. And so anyways, this is a long story, but that first conversation was so pivotal. Like I would not be where I am without her in that first conversation. And she could have easily just dropped me off there and been like, "Whoop, we're done. You can work for me and you do your own business. But she, I mean, she answered every question. Do I become a sole proprietor? Do we go LLC? Do I need insurance? Like this client is asking for a next step and I actually have no idea what a next step is and so, or what this next step is. What do I name my business? What's like, what's the best idea? What's the worst idea? Silly things like I, you know, if I'm on wedding day and I have no, like I'm like lost, I could text her or call her and she'd be there. And so it's like, 
we developed this really incredible friendship and she advocated for me when I didn't even know how to advocate for myself. She believed in me when I didn't know how to believe in myself. She pushed me to be literally the best version. I mean, she believed, she made me believe I literally could be Beyonce if I wanted to. That's like the level of like advocacy that she had for me and the, the way she championed me. And so for me, having somebody who believed in me that fiercely and that really like, she did not just like say like, you go girl and then just left me a dry she like answered my questions and there was literally no such thing as a dumb question i she can i get an amen lit in the wedding history we don't talk about pricing enough like we everybody's afraid to tell you how much they cost and it's like sister i'm not here trying to like you know price myself better or higher it's just like anyways she was like willing to have a conversation with me and she was like girl i was like i think i should charge this and she was like no you need to charge more because blah 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 and it was like such a beautiful experience having that friendship, having that business relationship. We've since kind of gone our own directions as we, our lives have evolved and grown and stuff. And so um, I respect her so deeply. I value her so deeply. And I know that she has been pivotal in like how I developed. And so that is what our third about having a mentor. And so what I also know about having a mentor is, um, it can be hard. It feels like, where do I find a mentor? Like, is there even somebody out there who can mentor me? Like, right. It's, it's difficult. So I know that it's not always easy. And that's a part of the reason why I've started doing like more content, more workshops geared towards wedding planners. Not because I know everything literally by no means do I know everything. I am not a perfect wedding planner. Not every wedding we've done is perfect. Like I've made mistakes but I commit wholeheartedly to do my very best. And I know my team commits to the same. And so that's part of the reason why I've decided to step more into like workshop and stuff, because that mentor in my life was so pivotal in like believing in me and championing me with like serious authenticity. It totally changed the trajectory of my career, at least for these past couple of years. So all that to say, it can feel hard to find one. And, and the truth is I know as somebody that, in some regards is mentoring people regularly, it is a big ask to like mentor somebody because it's it's developing a human. It's like really working with them and getting to know them more personally. But don't be afraid to ask. Find somebody that you really honor and value, respect their time, like be kind to them and just don't expect them to spew knowledge at you for free. But having a mentor is just pivotal, I think. And in terms of mental health, like having somebody that sees you from above and is a few steps ahead of you and can say, I felt that way. Like I felt anxious. I felt depressed. I felt I didn't want to get out of bed either. And this is how I helped. This is what helped. And so I just think on so many fronts, a mentor is valuable. Um, but in specifically talking about mental health, I think you give them the permission to speak into it and to really play a role in that. So I don't know if you've had any experience in terms of like talking about mental health with your mentor, but but anyways, I think they can, even if you don't have an active conversation about they can indirectly affect positively your mental health. Yeah, 100%. I completely agree. I think that having mentors in my life that have understood my mental health and understood what it's like to be a business owner and have anxiety and be a business owner and have depression or depressive episodes. And that's just been so helpful. And just the grace that comes with having mental health struggles and being a business owner. So having a mentor that just understands and is empathetic and sympathetic and just just gives you so much grace and reminds you of that is just so important. So I 100% agree. And I also think 
obviously it's really important to find a therapist and, you know, have them consult you as well. And hey, maybe your mentor like has some resources for you, like if they ever went through it, uh, or they know people who have gone through mental health struggles. So anyway, to wrap up our episode, thank you so much for sticking in there for our two-part episode about mental health and what it looks like to struggle with mental health and run a business. We talked about so many things and it can be really overwhelming because we just talked about a lot. We talked about what kind of holds us back and then we talked about steps that we believe that you can take today to really push you forward and just remind you that you are a human first, you are a business owner second, and I just believe so strongly that you deserve all the grace and love and empathy that comes with mental health struggles. So that's it from us. You can find me at uh, Moxigal Marketing on Instagram. You can find Claire at Grit and Grace Events Co. We also have a lot of resources available in the episode notes. My therapist, Ryan, gave us some resources to link for you. So if you are struggling with a mental health journey, you are not alone and you can click on those resources there in the episode notes again. And yeah, we will see you next week. <music> <laughs>